Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, where we break down the latest gaming news and give you godlike insight and analysis of everything happening across the gaming industry. I'm Mayor Ryan Reynolds. And I'm Matt Bronson. No matter what platform you're listening, it <laughs> happened again. Litton. Welcome to us. Welcome to episode 17. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the aftermath of the fairly disappointing XO18 Xbox event, uh, more follow-up from BlizzCon and the Diablo Immortal debacle, big news about the Final Fantasy franchise's uh, future, the Game Awards coming up, uh, Hideki Kaima visiting Capcom, Valve potentially working on a new Half-Life game, maybe the next Mass Effect game from Bioware, teased on a coffee cup, all sorts of off-topic news, in court, <laughs> including a trap set for the Oakland Raiders quarterback, which is hilarious. I played Splitgate Arena Warfare and give my impressions, and a dong slider is added to a video game. Godwin Unlocked episode 17. Here we go. Alright, so before we kick off episode 17, here we go with the real-life typos right off the bat. A couple things. First of all, congratulations to the Whitney Point Field Hockey Team, which just won its fifth straight state title moments ago. That's where we live. Props. That is insane. Did you, see, did you ever did, hear... Did you see Shango Forks lost by a point on, no. on the very last play did of the they? game? Good. Good. You know how we feel about Shenango <laughs> Forks. But seriously, five titles in a row for yeah. anybody. That's unbelievable. That's, un, that's crazy. So congratulations our, to them. Our alma mater. Yeah. And then uh, second of all, we've got two contests running. Uh, just check GodModeUnlocked.net and go to our blog page to find more information. Check out our social media. All of it's on there. Giving away a copy of Black Ops 4 uh, in partnership with Player.gg for Xbox One. And then also a case of Balls. Balls, balls Gorana. So GG. check that out. Alright, so let's dive right into the... I don't know if you want to call this big news. I think that's part of the problem. Uh, so XO, let, let, let's start with XO18. This week it's part of the problem, that's for sure. Let, let's start with XO18. So Microsoft held their big, I guess we'll call it big, yeah, uh, uh, conference in Mexico City. They brought big depending back, on who you ask. Here, so I guess you can't. If you guys can't tell, we were a little disappointed in what how it all went down. And I guess initially watching it. I was pretty disappointed, and I still am. And I think it was because of the way they marketed See, it. See, I'm a little confused. Is it was it an XO18 show or was it an extended episode of Inside Xbox? I well, mean, what, what what was this show? It was both. But that's the problem. Is I think they marketed it. I think a lot of us, like you and I, were looking at this like. Xbox has been gaining so much momentum, now they're really going to start pushing the gas. So they're going to start yeah. showing us even more. And really what this was, and if you take a step back, all they were really doing is uh, promoting the Xbox One this holiday. Because that's yeah. what they focused yeah. on. The games that you can play basically in the next two months. That was, they tried to give you reasons to buy an Xbox One right now. Yeah, that was my takeaway is that, you know, in our prediction show, I said this is going to be... The prelude to E3. Yeah, it was not. I was wrong. Right, I was very wrong. Well, everybody what, it, was. what it was is here's why you need to own an Xbox this holiday season. Right, right, and there, so. you know, and I think if they had marketed it like that, and you know, all of us who love gaming, we're always going to overhype everything, but um, I think they just should have been more straightforward. Like, 
This is just to talk about this Xbox this holiday season. You know, we're going to show you some great stuff available this holiday season. So we all didn't get so wild with like... And I mean, and they did announce two new studios that they acquired, which is big for their future. You know, they announced uh, that they acquired Obsidian, which we talked about extensively here. Yeah. And they surprised basically everyone by acquiring In Exile. In Exiles. Uh, I think it's a decent pickup. It's just funny that they bought two RPG studios at the same time. I just remember some of the kids at our table in, like, early high school, you know, like, they were just obsessed with Bard's Tale. Ugh, God. Just obsessed with Bard's Tale. I've literally never even seen Bard's Tale. Obsessed with I've heard, I guess, apparently, this is already announced, I didn't know this at the time, Wasteland 3 was already in development, which is in Exile's other big IP, and pretty far in development. So that that's basically the next thing to expect from them. Is so what franchises did they pick up with this? I'm trying to think. They they, they must have got Pillars Bard's of, Tale. Pillars of Eternity. I don't even know if they own Bard's Tale because it doesn't Ubisoft publish that. Oh really? I think so. Wow. They might own it. I don't know. Yeah. And what well they got? What do you think? I got Wasteland. Well, definitely Pillars of Eternity. Um, what was that game they did for Sega? I don't know. I doubt that they. The one they where like you're, yeah, I doubt too. But the one where you're like a secret agent. I can't think of what's called. It's like covert ops or something. You sure Obsidian did it? Pretty sure. Well, regardless, let's not waste time yeah. looking it up. Yeah, a lot of. They didn't get a lot of IPs. They basically got two tried and true RPG developers. So now, I mean, they've had shooters covered for a long time. I'd say they've got RPGs covered now. They've got racing covered with Forza. They basically don't need any other racing franchise there. Um, they've definitely diversified their portfolio of studios. That was the biggest news for the future of Xbox from XO18. Everything else that they showed was along the lines of, hey, here's some great new games coming to Game Pass. and It was really the Game Pass show, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, everything I mean, was, came back to Game Pass. It was the Game Pass PUBG show. PUBG for Game Pass is a pretty big deal. Hellblade for Game Pass, another good pickup. They announced a few other games. Uh, Ori is on Game Pass now. If you haven't played Ori, it's definitely a good. Which is actually me. Good game. It's a good game. It's just. Really I've been hard. waiting. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> it's really. I knew hard. it was coming at some point. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, I quit probably like eight tenths through the game because <laughs> it's just it just got so punishingly difficult that I ended up quitting. But. You know, the, the mouse and keyboard thing, they did announce, I think, 16 games. <clears throat> 14 or 16 games using mouse and keyboard for Xbox One, which starts, like, by the time you hear this episode, you'll be able to use mouse and keyboard, I think. It starts this week. Wow. <clears throat> um, like, Vermintide 2 was on there. Fortnite was on there, which I feel like is huge. The biggest game in the world is yeah. using mouse and keyboard on mouse, on Xbox. Yeah, that's kind of surprising, actually. A little bit. Why is that? Well, I'm just kind of surprised that they went with Fortnite to push the mouse and keyboard initiative rather than bringing more games over from Well, that's what I was hoping was to see a side. couple new games that weren't on Xbox yet that were would, would be coming over, you know, thanks to the mouse and keyboard. And maybe we'll see that at E3. Uh, maybe it's too early, you know, for them to really have locked up any games like that. Um, you know, like we both speculated that Blizzard would bring, like, a game over like Warcraft 3 Reforged or Heroes of the Storm or something like that yeah we didn't see that none of that they did announce a few new smaller games at XO18 like the co-creator of Bioshock announced a, a new game 
Um, a game called After Charge. It was already coming to Xbox, but that's coming to Game Pass. I hear that's pretty good. It's not out yet, but it's getting a lot of attention. So, I mean, all in all, just looking back, you know, there's some. I like the Sea of Thieves DLC that they announced. That kind of like it's smaller, more compact, and easier to get into. It's supposed to be like easier accessible, so you don't have to get in and sail for 45 minutes. You can literally just load in and start getting into ship combat. I just cannot bring myself to care about Sea of Thieves, no matter what they do at this point. It, right, right. I, I'm just over that. You know, every time they showed a commercial for that, I just, you know, my, my eyes just blazed well, I, over. I do think this DLC is good, because what they're doing is they're taking out all that, you know, casual. They're basically dropping you right into a ship with, I think, four or five other ships and just against each other, like instantly. Yeah, and which I, is I mean, what I would if I'm I was going to play Sea of Thieves, I would not, like to play that. Yeah. Not what I got. I'm not saying there's not a market for it or or a place or I don't know what's down there. I don't know. <laughs> New studio, um, but you know, I mean, it just doesn't do anything for me I, personally. I, I could, you know, I saw that they announced that, and I said, okay, this is a good update for Sea of Thieves. It really is. Now I hope we see something else from Rare releasing within the next like year or two because literally Rare has just been relegated. They've been they're the they're the Sea of Thieves, you know, they were the Connect studio. Now they've been the Sea of Thieves studio for the past five years. And it's like, please make something else. You've got such a treasure trove of IPs. Yeah. And here we are with with all due respect, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of feel bad for Microsoft because they um you know, I mean, everybody's comparing the show to the PlayStation experience yeah. that, you know, Sony usually runs. And it's pretty clear to me that that wasn't their intent yeah. going in. This was a holiday commercial. Yeah, it was, it was an extended holiday commercial. That's that's all it was. I mean, at some point, you know, when these studios really get up and running with, yeah. with their Microsoft bucks, with their fell dollars. Yeah. What, what are we going to call it? <laughs> I don't know. To be determined. But... When they get up and running with the added cash and resources, yeah. and you know, like they grow the portfolio into yeah. something that can match Sony well, or Nintendo, then we can start. They to have did these shows. show Crackdown 3's multiplayer, which everybody says, "Hey, it looks really good, it runs really good, and it's really fun." The only real criticism I heard of it is that it maybe doesn't have a lot of depth. Yeah, <clears throat> but it, I think it was a successful rebirth for Crackdown 3. At least, if there's anything yeah. that came from this show that was future you know it's the two new studios mouse and keyboard was a little underwhelming but it's there and i think it'll be did important. you play crackdown one? Oh yeah yeah i mean you must have because yeah you, i mean you it was bought the halo, it for the halo, it was halo 3 beta but it, it was actually a great game that, oh yeah that is still today my my favorite open world game and it's by far it's free on by far it's free on xbox live right now it's you can get it close. for free and it's excellent i just remember hopping around with the rocket launcher just yeah blowing up everything. it was fun um but i think Showing off a, a 5v5 multiplayer mode for that game was really important, and they, they did that. So you kind of got this sense of, we know we've delayed it a million times, but here it is. This is why. You've got a new mode. It's finally coming out. They moved it up a week. So I think, you know, after all the jokes about that game, I think that they're finally, hopefully, going to... When, when do they reveal the Battle Royale mode? Never. It's not going to have one. <laughs> um... But there's like three, four developers working on that game now. It's insane. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's they, usually not. They a good sort thing. of have to at this point. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, between, I mean, this was right after Scalebound. Like this was going to be like the next, you know, 
The next game that's not Halo cracked or uh, yeah. Halo and uh, Gears. Gears and yeah. Forza. And uh, so, you know, they had a lot right on deliver. This, it's just been yeah. delayed after delay. Yeah. So they need to get it out this yeah. time. Well, and, they moved it up a week. so And it needs to not be a bad game. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft needs a, a, winner. a hit. Yeah. Um, I did see in the post, like, interviews that Phil did. Phil did say that they're going to reveal Ninja Theory's new game next year. So in 2019. Uh, we know... In Exile is doing Wasteland 3. Uh, you know, we'll probably, we didn't see the Battletoads gameplay. We know we'll see that next year because it's supposed to release next year. Uh, we'll probably see the supposed Fable reboot next year. So, I mean, all in all, XO18, I just, I just think they probably shouldn't have called it XO18. They should have yeah. just said, we're yeah. having a big Xbox party yeah. in Mexico an, City. An extended inside Xbox yeah. episode. And we're going to... special extended Show episode. off all the reasons you should be owning an Xbox this holiday season. And I think if you if you packaged it as this is an extended inside Xbox, yeah. it would have much better, yeah. you know, given people a good idea of what to expect. Well, here's, here's the other thing I got thinking about. The Game Awards is coming up in less than a month. They're gonna to want to have some presence there, yeah, and because they don't want to sh- blow, you know, all their stuff at XO18, and then when the Game Awards comes around, have nothing. <clears throat> and I got thinking about it. When we were watching XO18, like twenty thousand people were watching it on Twitch, like twenty thousand people. The Game Awards had millions of people watching it, so you know, Microsoft. This may have been smart of them actually, if they have any announcements to make. To hold it for the game awards, even if it's like one new game or yeah. something, yeah. because the audience is just much bigger there. So as much as it, well, yeah, and, and it, the pe- the types of people that will watch both shows. When you think about it, I mean, this XO18 is really only going to be people that already own an Xbox. It's hardcore fans. Yeah, and obviously, masses. obviously, the game awards is going to have you know the more Nintendo fans, yeah. more Sony the fans, gamer people market. that don't own an Xbox. Yeah. Yet. So I mean, yeah, it would make more sense if you if you have a big game to reveal. Yeah, I don't do think it it'll there. be a big one, but like, like I don't know why they dragged that guy out from um, the ID at Xbox to say, well, we're doing this <laughs> big promotion, but I can't yeah. tell you what the games are. Yet. Yeah, and that's that was, like that was very bizarre. It's next month, like. You're telling us you're doing this promotion next month, but you're still not going to tell us. And it's we called all... the Winter of Arcade, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool though. And I wonder if that means Summer of Arcade's coming back. Well, that's what they said. They said we took an old promotion and then flipped it around, which is Summer Arcade. Yeah. So everybody's speculating that it's Ashen and Below. It's got to be Ashen because the developers swear it's coming out this year. Yeah. So it's got to be coming. So the indie, the only indie game that I am truly excited for is The Last Night. But who knows? And when, that game's who in. knows when that's coming out? But that game, I mean, for an indie game, that is just. I'm worried about the gameplay in that level. game. It's I'm worried about the level. gameplay. I'm worried that there's not much. We'll see. We'll see. It hasn't been seen in what two years now. Yeah, but the, has it been the, two years? The presentation is just. Off it's the Blade charts. Runner in an indie game. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, and I, I am excited for Ash, and I hope it's good. Yeah. So we'll see. But I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about XO18 other than? Well, I think looking forward, I, 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 do you think it'll be a yearly event now? I think they should. I think it will be, and I think it should be better next time. And yeah, and that's what I got the feeling of is, well, you know, they wanted to start it, they don't, but the cupboards are still kind of empty. Yeah, but they're they are stocking the cupboards, so yeah. next year, 
Well, I they are and they aren't, you know? Like, um, and again, there's so many shows they don't want to show everything at XO18, I guess, but they announced games at E3 that were totally missing here. You've got Battletoads, you got Halo Infinite, you got Gears 5, you got Oh, Gear- Battletoads, that's good. Yeah, you yeah, got they Gears, Gears well, I wonder, Tactics. Like, that's not an idea at Xbox game, is it? Battletoads? No, no. Okay. But I just... All, you know, I hope... I hope they do a more full court press next time. Yeah, I hope. Well, you know, I think they'll take in the criticisms, and they'll either, hopefully, next year either call it an inside Xbox special show, yeah, or or you know, gear it up. You know, more. they did announce this one really late too. When you think about it, like yeah. they announced this like a month ago. Yeah. Whereas, like, most conferences take months and months and months of planning. Yeah, so. I think it kind of showed a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. And what they showed wasn't... No, I mean, it wasn't a terrible No, show. it wasn't cringeworthy by I any mean, means. as an Xbox Except fan, I they, was... that Minecraft trailer came on and went on for, like, five minutes for yeah. Cats and Pandas. They, Literally, our viewership on Twitch dropped yeah. by three quarters. The amount that they chose to show certain aspects <laughs> was a little strange. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, some games just dragged on a little too long. Well, and they interviewed the some producer of Kingdom Hearts enough. 3 for like 10 minutes. He was the only one that got interviewed, and yeah. it was in a different language. So you're sitting there going, okay, like, what do we... Yeah. <laughs> you kind of lose some momentum there. Yeah. So you just said, uh, you know, take the feedback and the criticism. So speaking of that, uh, last week we talked about BlizzCon and the massive backlash fr- from BlizzCon all, all around Diablo Immortal. You know, everything else was well received. It was the Diablo Immortal announcement that uh, got Blizzard slaughtered. And um, it turns out Kotaku reported that Blizzard was actually planning to announce Diablo 4 at BlizzCon this year. And they had even done a video to announce it. It wasn't going to be like a gameplay trailer. It was just going to be like the whoever the director was talking about briefly Diablo 4 and then like maybe a logo or a teaser. You know, it's the very, very short, like no gameplay footage, no CG, just announce it. Yeah, people love that. Well, they pulled it at the... <laughs> at, well, well, this is probably why they pulled it. I think, well, I think it backfired. They, they pulled it at the last minute and then Blizzard, after the Kotaku published it, Blizzard said, no, 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 that never happened. Kotaku came out and said, we know for a fact this video was filmed. It it really did happen. <clears throat> you know, what do you believe? I believe it, and I believe... I mean, I said it last episode. I think that Diablo Immortal would have been much better received if they, <clears throat> if they showed... If they announced Diablo 4, even in any form, just, just a quick 15-second logo, you know, like a... Just that type of thing. Yeah. And then, and then they announced that Diablo Immortal is going to be... It's going to tell a story that's important to Diablo 4. It's going to be the in-between. You know, so it's like... It's like a... That, then it's it's treated more like a snack. You yeah. know what I mean? You're, the, you're sitting there fan. You're going, okay, yeah. Diablo 4, and what's... Yeah, gonna, I can what, do this until the real one. Right, yeah. right. Because And even though people know Diablo 4 is coming, when you don't announce it, it's See, like... They, got, they raged, obviously. Yeah. And that's where I'm of two minds on this. On the one hand, I support them for not showing it if they were just going to say, oh yeah, Diablo 4, you know, it's going to be great. You know it's coming anyway. Uh, we'll have more for you later. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, that's just a, that's a terrible way, I think, to reveal one of your biggest uh, titles. 
But at the same time, if everybody already knows that it's out there, that right. it's being made, right? Then you're then it's just not worth it to like be like, oh, you guys didn't expect this, you know? Like yeah. here it is, and you didn't expect this. It's like no, everybody does expect it. So you might as well just go like the Metroid Prime Four route. Show a logo. Yeah, and just show a logo. Well, that's what I think they should have done that. Like, I'm trying to think of a trailer that did this well. Like, if they just showed, like, a 20-second CG trailer of, like, darkness, and then, like, Diablo's, like, face, like, yeah. peering through the darkness, and then it cuts the logo, yeah. and then went into Diablo Immortal, I think it would have been perceived... I mean, maybe not. I, I, you never know. Or maybe the other way around. Right. You never Show know. Diablo Immortal, get people disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> and then, don't worry. Right. Diablo just, 4, uh, here it is. I don't know. Um, sort of like they did with uh, Nintendo, the greatest double now, fake now, ever. Now Blizzard's in, a, in this, they keep beating around the bush because now they keep saying, well, you know, we, we do have multiple Diablo projects in development. We, we, we're, we got multiple, and it's like, just say it. Just say it. You know, just yeah. say you've got Diablo 4. And I heard the reason that, the, that Blizzard got scared. Blizzard does this all the time. They'll reboot a game three, four, five times before they get it out there. Oh, so you think that its current form isn't something they're comfortable no, with? No, not that they're not comfortable with it, but they don't want to show something and then change gears. Yeah. So, um, like, Diablo 3 was rebooted, like, three or four different times. Like, that's what Blizzard does. If it's not good enough up to their standards they'll scrap it and they start over well did you notice that um, Crackdown's getting back to Xbox a little bit did you notice the uh, Crackdown art style had completely changed from it's the changed first, every time it's, from the first it's time shown. they showed it completely changed it's changed every time it's no longer like cell shaded like at and all. you know I said I thought it was funny that they focused a lot they showed Crackdown 3 and then they focused on Just Cause 4 a lot too yeah because they're almost the same yeah that's overlap yeah, yeah, and like I'm sitting, I think I'm sitting there watching Just Cause, and I'm saying, "Wow, this looks incredible!" And like, there's so much, like this is crazy. And I'm looking at Crackdown, and I'm like, "Just Cause Four looks like the next gen sequel to Crackdown, <laughs> like it really does." Yeah. So, but it's funny because in my mind, <clears throat> um, you know, once they talked about Crackdown, they they did Crackdown and then Just Cause, right? Yeah, yeah. If I remember right. When I when I saw Just Cause, I was like, oh. Well, you know, after Crackdown, what's the matter? But uh, that's that's just my take because Crackdown is my favorite. But Crackdown Two was a total failure. Yeah. So you've but, got yeah, but you, you, you know got, the story behind you've that. You've got the third game, which is up to this point had been a huge failure. We don't know if it's gonna. Yeah. And Just Cause has been a huge success. So. Well, I mean, on paper, Halo One was a huge failure coming out of the gates. Well, on paper, well, in terms of development, yeah, it started yeah. off as an RTS game, yeah. and then they yeah. just sort of. Right. Uh, I guess it's a first-person shooter now, right. and uh, right. here it is. Right. And yeah, it worked. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so going back to more Blizzard news, um, I mean, think what you want about the Diablo Immortal thing. We don't need to get too much into that anymore. Well, that reminds me, a, did, a sort of uh, early "Did you know" segment here. Did you know that uh, Goldeneye, the multiplayer in that? was an afterthought that they just tacked on. That doesn't on. surprise me. It was an afterthought that they just tacked on at the very, <laughs> it looked like at the very end of development. It looked like And yeah, it was on. like the most popular multiplayer of Sometimes the entire generation. Sometimes catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it really is. It's remarkable. Um, so other BlizzCon follow-up stuff. Blizzard confirms that they're currently not working on Warcraft 4. 
Um, the Warcraft 3 Reforged is their focus for Warcraft RTS right now, which makes total sense. And I'm glad they came out and said this. They said that they're planning to transition, not transition, but to do mobile entries of all of their IPs. God. And I think this is a... God help us. They, well, no, it makes complete sense. Because, God. A, just tell people that. So now the yeah. expectation is set. Yeah. You're going to see mobile games in all of our franchises. Be ready to be disappointed. And let me, well, let me go to this from, <laughs> from market mode later. Hearthstone has made $400,000 a day. On I don't see that money. I see their games though. On mobile, <laughs> since every day since 2014, $400,000 uh, a day. So is anybody really surprised is there, why people continue to make mobile games? Is there any better sign that the world's on a downward slide than that? <laughs> yes, there's much better than that. But but I, I guess when you think about it, I'm, A, I'm glad they said it because there's just being, hey, just expect it. You know, this is coming. But why are people surprised? Hearthstone made $400,000 a day, every day, for the past four years. <laughs> like, are you surprised? So like, bad. But that's not just Blizzard games, it's all mobile why, games. Why are they, they make pro- bank. Why are they protesting loot boxes but not mobile games? <laughs> well, there are some good mobile games out there, just not a lot. Yeah, I'm sure there's one somewhere. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's Reigns Game of Thrones. Uh, so anyway... I want to get your take on this one. So, the director of Final Fantasy XV, suddenly out of the blue, seemingly, left Square, and three out of the four DLCs that had been announced for Final Fantasy XV are now canceled. Good. So, what, is, is that your reaction? Did you, did you play Final Fantasy XV? I haven't played Final Fantasy I since eight. It's terrible. Is it? It's terrible. I don't know. You know, I mean, Final Fantasy XV... Fifteen's not the MMO, right? Well, it's no, player, no, right? 14's the MMO. Okay. 14 and 11. But um, the, the issue with 15, for me, 15 was everything I hate about modern gaming. Yeah. Rolled into one package, besides the graphics. The graphics were nice. But everything else about the game, I literally hate. Yeah. I, I hate it. Like, it's just too complicated. You know, like, you sort of control your party members, but you, sh- you sort of don't. And you gotta, like, you can do all these different things, but who knows where, you know, I don't know. It was way too complicated, you know, way too much. Go on this side of the map, find me this, bring it back. It's just everything I yeah. hate about modern gaming. Yeah. So, I, I, it's still a pretty shocking ordeal for me, I think, is that just a director totally leaves the company and then three out of the especially they've already announced the DLC yeah. three out of the four of them got canned. you know when I saw the story on here it, it was actually one of the stories that really caught my eye and that um, I just feel like because this used to be Final Fantasy used to be like the juggernaut it was the, the RPG franchise yeah. and for a time RPGs were king yeah oh yeah and this was so this was like the juggernaut and you know, I just feel they've lost their way so oh, much yeah, definitely. on this franchise. Yeah. Like, I feel more confidence in the next Dragon Quest than I do in the next Final Fantasy. Well, I think everybody, especially Western RPGs, just started taking their, taking all their thunder. I mean, yeah. the Western developers came in and were like, okay, well, we love RPGs, but we're going to combine action and shooters with RPGs, and it's going to be, the combat's going to be much more satisfying. Well, I feel... <clears throat> I feel another issue they have with Final Fantasy in particular is that they have Dragon Quest 
they they sort of there used to be a time when Final Fantasy could be like dragons and swords and shields yeah. and armor and yeah. you know like a medieval type game. Yeah. But Dragon Quest is also that type yeah. of game. So at some point, some suit said, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We gotta separate them." Yeah, Dragon Quest is gonna remain the the sword and shield and armor game. Final Fantasy is gonna become like a modern sword and shield bizarre mix. Yeah, it's it's just so. But I just feel like that hasn't worked for them. It's ever since they did that. If you go back, you can kind of actually pinpoint the decline of the the Final Fantasy franchise to around the time Square and Enix merged. You really can. Yeah. It's it's really bizarre. Right around there, things started to it, fall off. You know what I mean? And I remember when those two got together, everyone was like, well, you know, this is it. I yeah. mean, who's right. going to beat this? Who's going to challenge? And who, who could ever imagine that it was, in the end, going to be a disaster? Well, I don't know if it is financially, but I mean, for the fran- Final Fantasy franchise, I mean, yeah. it's no longer the juggernaut it once was no. at all. Okay. And, I, and I mean, and I know it is perceived differently in the East versus the West. Well, yeah, and I think they have a, a cultural issue, you know, with it being a modern or postmodern, yeah. you know, futuristic. Like what Japan? What's palatable in Japan? I don't think is very palatable in America. Yeah, it's not the same. So it's you know, you know just, there's, there's, all there's very few there. studios that can hit that 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 duality. You know, From Software does it with Dark Souls. That's a very Eastern game, but it appeals to the West. Yeah. Uh, Kojima has always managed that too. His games are very, they have a lot of Western influence, but they're also very, they have that weird, quirky, yeah, Asian. Well, there was a time when the, when the quirkiness was very in. Like yeah, it, yeah. It, it was part of the appeal. Yeah. But I feel like that time is coming. Yeah. Now. It's just not. I just think it's interesting, you know, because the studio has now been moved to a new IP. Yeah. It's like. So here you and have, I think it should be. Who do you have a here you have a studio? You know, new IPs are known to be such huge risks, you yeah. know, and here you you've got the comp the studio that just made the most recent Final Fantasy saying, Well, no, you we're not gonna make the next Final Fantasy. It's actually gonna be safer for you guys to do a new IP. That says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, it really does. Well, I think, and part of the reason is, is they probably don't want to spend so much developing it. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy fifteen was one of the, uh, if you look at the history of that game, I mean, it, it started off as like a Final Fantasy thirteen game, Final Fantasy thirteen Versus or that's, something. I think that's part of the reason that this franchise has become so hard, It too. took like a, it they took like They keep doing all years. these spinoffs, they keep doing all these like quasi-sequels and prequels, yeah. and, and you know, like, they just announced uh, X08. Well, now we're now uh, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 10, 10, 2, and 13 are coming yeah, to Xbox. Yeah, and it's like, yep. well, uh, like, it, where do I start? Yeah, it, it gives <laughs> me that like sense of like, I'm not even going to bother. Yeah. Like, but I am really excited for 9. 9 was the last Sword and Shield. I don't think 9 was armor. announced. I think it was. I don't think, it, maybe it was 8 they skipped. Yeah, they skipped 8, which Could is kind of weird. That's but, the only uh, one I've played. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, seven was the first like futuristic one. Yeah, and I think that was sort of the one that like made them think, oh, well, I guess this could be the futuristic. We got a hit here. Yeah, and then they did. Well, it, it is considered the holy grail. But then they went back to the the whole sword shields and armor thing. For That's nine. The MMO. Well, they did that for the MM the first MMO yeah, too, right? And the second one too. Yeah. And uh, but nine is the first Final Fantasy game I yeah. ever played, and I, I love nine. I just adore it. <laughs> 
And everybody uh, else hates and, it. And ever since, all they do is futuristic ones, which breaks my heart. So this is, it's it's big news and it's not big news. Um, I guess it depends on where you're sitting. Uh, PUBG is coming to PS4 on December 8th, according to Amazon. So in less than a month. And I think that's why you saw Microsoft pushing PUBG so hard right yeah. now. Because PUBG has been one of their few really hit exclusive this whole generation. And you got Forza. Um, but PUBG sold like 9 million copies on Xbox or something like that. So now they've put it on Game Pass. It was just free for the past week. They really want to get everybody who owns an Xbox to get PUBG right now to stop them from getting it on PS. You know, I wonder if the guys at... Um, uh, who makes PUBG? Blue Hole. Blue Hole. I always want to say Blue Point. Well, it's also PUBG, <laughs> but, PUBG uh, Corp. It's part of their... Yeah. Well, I wonder if, if they could go back. If they, you know... Knowing what they know now about about Fortnite, yeah, if they could go back, if they would change their business model, no. Well, their business model is great because they've made an ungodly. They've sold between the two versions of the game. I think they're at. This is just at PC and Xbox, not including mobile, which I think we they originally said is making fifty million. They've made I don't know some ungodly amount of money yeah. from that. They've sold sixty million copies. At thirty bucks a pop, that's yeah a lot of hundred eighty. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Hundred eighty million in revenue. Plus, there's microtransactions. Yeah, the mobile version's got microtransactions. Wait, did I do that right? It's probably no. It's got to be more than hundred eighty. I think it's more. Yeah. Yeah. Sixty million. Yeah. So times thirty. I think that's hundred eighty billion. Yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> for for a no name, the zero for a no name studio in South Korea. Yeah, 180 billion. Yeah, that's pretty good. Of course, um, uh, that doesn't count the mobile. Yeah, RDR2 did that about one weekend, but yeah. <laughs> um, no microtransactions in RDR2 either. Yeah. So PUBG's well, probably making. Well, how much they made already? Do they need it? Well, they did spend seven years making it, whereas yeah, PUBG sure. spent seven days. <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> um. But it is coming to PS4 next month, according to Amazon, which is going to be a pretty big, pretty big deal. Yeah. So uh, that's it for the big news this week. A lot of weird, a lot of weird big news this week. I, a lot I of disappointing like game, news. I mean, the Game Pass, being in Game Pass, that sort of gives them that sort of it's free to play sort of feel. Kind of, yeah. Uh, at least on Xbox. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's almost included with your Xbox. Yeah. Almost. So so it sort of leveled the playing field with Fortnite. I felt like. Yeah. Even though I don't think that the two appeal to the same audience whatsoever. No. Yeah, no, not even not close. anymore for sure. No. That's that's for sure. And I re- do you remember Fortnite is definitely <clears throat> trending. Do you remember longer. when Fortnite Battle Royale first came out and PUBG sued Fortnite? Yeah, they sued Epic and yeah. said you can't do this. And part of the reason was is because PUBG used Unreal Engine, which is owned by Epic, and they actually got a lot of help from Epic from what. Bluehole says. Yeah. So Epic was like over there helping Bluehole and taking notes basically the oh. whole time. <laughs> and they went and, and you know, kudos to the, Epic for being so. It was the Windows model. Kudos to Epic for being so. You know, I think we could do something here because Fortnite they took their building mechanic that they had already established in their colorful world, and they're like, yeah, we could do a battle royale, and they put it together. I think in like two three months like yeah. they literally here's my question if Fortnite didn't have those dance moves would it be a fraction <laughs> i don't know a, a, as popular as it is you now? know i played the Fortnite battle royale when it first came out 
and I loved it. And I think I texted you and a couple other people and said, this is going to be bigger than PUBG, I'm telling you. Yeah. And at that time, it didn't have the emotes. It didn't have, like, it had the building, all the same building oh, stuff. Oh, so it didn't have the dance mo- the dance moves at that point? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I feel like that's really and truly what made it, like, sort of like the, the pop culture For phenomenon. kids, it's huge. Yeah, because all I see are kids doing the damn yeah. dances. Yeah. But I remember when I first started playing the game, I loved it. Because, A, it was the first Battle Royale I had played. I mean, if I see one more kid doing the floss. (laughs) But, B, at the time, the game wasn't dominated by the building. It was still, like, a shooter. Yeah. Whereas now, it's, like, literally the shooting is second to the building. It's just become more of a Minecraft. (laughs) Yeah. That drives me nuts. So, let's do God Mode moments. We do have some really good, good speculative stuff in here. So let's start with the Game Awards, which is uh, next month. So Jeff Keighley, the infamous Jeff Keighley with his Doritos and Mountain Dew incident. You know, I think he gets the, a lot of... The Dorito Pope. I think he gets a lot of flack. But, I mean, criticism's always, you know, welcome. Feedback's yeah. always welcome. But this guy does a lot for the gaming <laughs> industry. Know. He really does. He really... Like, he doesn't... Dis- he lives... He in, seems like a nice guy. Yeah, and he seems to truly... like. Uh, Live and breathe. And he loves it. Yeah, I remember like when, uh, do you remember when Kojima got like sacked basically by Kojima? And And, and Keely really bashed him on national television. Kojima wanted to be here. He couldn't be here. Sometimes I do wonder if he's like in that that case in particular, even though I agree Konami was in the wrong. Like, (laughs) I mean, you're not going to see the Emmys or the Grammys or any of those shows go to bat. For like any no, director or any an artist, yeah, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna just start trashing. Like, I thought so, it was great. I uh, thought it was great. I was like, well, if you're if you're really and truly trying to get on their level, you can't do that. You just can't. Well, do that. Remember, that was there was also that one. Uh, I don't know if it, I think it was the year after the producer of some game, <clears throat> the director was like. He made some really inappropriate comments of some kind, like while he was like he's flipping people off, going yeah 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 yeah. He was like all psyched or something. I don't know. I don't remember that. But I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'll look have that to up send too, it. To. He said something he shouldn't have said. <laughs> um. So anyway, Keeley is promising the most new game reveals in the show history, and they have revealed some big games at the Game Awards. I yeah. think. Metal Gear Solid Five was revealed at well, the that, Game Awards. I mean, I remember Death Stranding. Death Stranding was, was that revealed there? I think so. I think so. I think it was Kojima's during that. always there. I think it was during that whole Kojima. Uh, I don't. Konami. I think it might have been a little too early for that because he was still work. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't he, know. He he pretty much went straight to Sony right after yeah. that whole saga. Um, yeah, because it was announced at E3 that year, right? No, know. it was announced that he was working with Sony. Eddie three, I don't and know. And then in the Game Awards of fall, I think they showed it. Um, I think that's the timeline. They promised the most new game announcements in show history. So let's let's guess what do we think is going to be announced at the Game Awards this year? I, I've got two games that come to mind. I got one game. What do you got? Half Life three. <laughs> Cut the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody said that in our uh, XO eighteen chat. By the way, is this Half Life three? <laughs> Um, well, it's funny because the next news is Half-Life related on the agenda here. Um, you know, maybe... What, what, what do you want to guess? Though? Maybe Valve is truly visionary. You know... <laughs> well, they are, really. I mean, not really to Half-Life, little, but in a lot of other ways. I just finally watched Terminator 1 for the first yeah. time in my life yeah. over over the last week. And I heard that 
the story for Terminator 2 is actually what he wanted to do for Terminator 1. Yeah. But the special effects just weren't there yeah. at that point in time. So he said, I'm going to... I'm going to put the story on the shelf. And do this one instead. We'll come back to it when the special effects are capable of making the, the movie the way you want. You know, he, he envisioned it. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping that's, 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 I'm hoping that's, that's what's happening, happening with Half-Life 3. That's not. Is they're just waiting for, like, VR it's to get not. to that? Yeah, I know it's not, but let's hope. Um, you got any real I, guesses? I don't even remember. Uh, real guesses. Um, well, there's going to be some from, there's got to be some from the big three, right? All three. I was maybe gonna, not Nintendo. I think you'll see something from them. You, you think? You know? I think. I think he was. I think Reggie was there. Yeah, Reggie was there when they announced this year's awards. He said Nintendo will be there, and he was incidentally wearing a Metroid shirt at the time. Oh, so oh. maybe we'll see the Metroid. So Prime Metroid Four Prime Four is probably a good bet. Do you think we'll see Pokemon? I'll be a little stunned if they show that though. Well, aren't isn't Metroid Prime Four and Pokemon supposed to come out in 2019? Yeah, yeah. they gotta show them at some time. Yeah, one of the two. Man, I would say 2019 Metroid. is going to be absolutely bonkers. I know for, it is for Nintendo for bo- everybody. Yeah, it's going to be the most yeah, gaming true. year. It doesn't matter what well, console I mean, we, you own. Do we know what Sony's releasing next year? The Last for of sure. Us Two, Ghosts, um, not Spider Man's already out. What's their third Ghost game? Of Shishima. Yeah. What's the third game they showed at uh, E3? Spider Man. Well, Dust Stranding. That's training, yeah. But is that going to actually make it out next year? I heard they're already in the polishing phase. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Okay. But we'll see. It's such a weird looking game. It is. It's either going to be brilliant or Will Banjo-Kazooie be here? No. Will Banjo-Kazooie... No. What about Fable? No, not at the Game Awards. too early. It just seems like an awkward year. I'm kind of surprised that they said they'll have more reveals than ever because... The Game Awards will. Yeah. I mean, it's just an awkward time because we're all waiting for the next generation of consoles in about six months. Well, I don't think the generations are going to matter. I think you're going to be able to play... Yeah, but if they're gonna, if you're going to announce a new game, you're going to want to announce it with the best graphics you can possibly I don't think you're going to see the new consoles till fall 2020. I think this is going to be the swan song of the, the last, you know, this gen. I think you're... Two games came to mind for me that are going to be announced here. I do think we'll see Metroid Prime 4. I'm going to say yes, we see Metroid Prime 4. Uh, we'll see something from Death Stranding. That's not really a new announcement, though. You'll see more bonkers, inexplicable. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I'm predicting the, the Avengers game, which has been in development for five years. Uh, and I just saw... Well, I'll take the I'll take the opposite. I'll go with we'll see Rock Studies. Well, I was gonna say that too. Well, see Rock Studies, Justice League, or Batman, or whatever. I was gonna say that too. There's a couple other games that we could see in there because they've been working on that forever too. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, forever. I think think you could see either one. Superman, everybody thought it was. How long ago was Arkham Knight? That was like at least three. That was like the launch year of Xbox One, I think. I don't know. Or the year after, so it must have been around 2013, 2014. So Avengers, uh, Rocksteady's next game, Superman or Justice League, Metroid Prime Four. Uh, what did I just have on my head? We we basically know Borderlands Three exists. Will yeah. we get some oh, yeah. type of teaser? There's a, there's a really oddball Borderlands Three because yeah. they sort of revealed that game. They showed you know, like assets from the game like three years. Well, ago. it leaked in the Walmart. E3 leak. Yeah. It was supposed to be there. And yet, it's just completely and then, uh, nowhere. Also along with that, 
that like, Walmart leak was Splinter Cell. I am generally confused as to whether or not Borderlands 3 is officially announced. Because it's if, not. if you go on YouTube right now... Officially, it's not. Like, two or three years ago, they were they were showing the engine. They were showing yeah. assets from what was obviously Borderlands 3. Well, that's funny, too, because Gearbox released Battleborn quite a while ago now. Yeah. And that was their last game. So it's been quite a while since their last... I mean, they were demonstrating game. it to the public, so I... I I'm just confused. It's not officially... It doesn't officially exist. It's so bizarre. But then Splinter Cell was the other one that came to mind What a weird choice to do. Uh, What's their engine called? I don't know. The Borderlands? I don't know. Well, no, it's it's Unreal, isn't it? I have no idea. I think so. I'm not not a huge... I'm not a gigantic... It's not a franchise I follow. I play the games... I still have to do the Tales of the Borderlands. But I don't. That is the best Borderlands game. Just to break my heart. That is the best Borderlands game. It's also my favorite Telltale game. I am so angry. Like, literally, every time we talk about Telltale, I just get angry. Somebody somebody said in our Twitch chat during XO18, do you think that they'll buy the Telltale crew? I I literally couldn't be more angry because they announced The Wolf Among Us (laughs) 2... And then they go out of business before they can release it. Maybe somebody else will get that property. I hope they do. Oh, pissed off. Uh, so let's let's. You just dropped Half Life Three and ruined the whole podcast. So let's just move <laughs> into that. So this leaked this week, and from a credible source, a really legit credible source, Valve is supposedly working on a VR headset of their own, and with it, their killer app. Is a Half Life Two <laughs> prequel? You know, I didn't even read this. I didn't even know that was. Is there. a Half Life Two prequel? This to me screams the Diablo Immortal thing. All I know over. this is this could be really. So everybody wants Half Life. This 3. could be extremely tricky for us. This is everybody wants Half Life Three, and instead we get a Half Life Two prequel, and not only that, a VR prequel. I hope you play as Alex. I find Alex to be a way more interesting character than. I hope you play as the G-Man. <laughs> um, and find out why his name is the G-Man. Wasn't it, wasn't, it just, wasn't it an initial, like, it's one of those things, they just stuck it in there. It was a government well, man, like yeah, G-Man. Uh, yeah, I think G-Man's actually like a, a slang term. term. Yeah, it was like, it's like what they named the NPC. Yeah. And then it got, like, actually... Well, no, I mean, I think, I think a G-Man is, like, something that, like, just means government... Yeah, oh yeah, that term does. Yeah. But his that character's name is actually G-Man. Yeah, I know. But I, that's, that's what I'm saying. But I, I think it originated probably by just somebody at Valve going, making the character model and going, I don't know, G-Man. Like, and that <laughs> stuck. Yeah. But I just, I'm sitting here, supposedly this is really happening. You know, if they do it not just for VR, if it's not a VR exclusive game, I think it'll be met with a better reception. Uh, if they do it as VR only, all I can say is this is this is gonna be a hell of a tricky thing to do. It really is. Could you imagine it, if the next Half Life game is not Half Life Three? Yeah, and exactly, and it, it's it's gonna be Diablo Immortal times about a billion. Well, that's the thing. About Diablo Three just came out within the last five years. Yeah, and it's still a very current game. I mean, this game better. Half Life Two came out. This game better. When we were look, in high school. This game better look and be absolutely bonkers, or people are gonna revolt. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You're going to need a lot of G-Mans out there <laughs> <They are gonna laughs> to revolt. call the, the masses who are going to be rolling cars. Uh, so, I want to ta- take credit for this, this next one. Do you remember, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, I did a Did You Know about how Okami 2 almost got made. Like, they were really close. And then uh, 
Clover, or Platinum. And Capcom had a falling <clears throat> out. So are you saying they, they listen to our show? I think I am. Because Kamiya, who created Okami, Devil May Cry, uh, he's the director of Resident Evil 2. There's another big game he directed that I'm forgetting. I think he directed Wonderful 101, didn't he? I think so. Anyway, huge legendary action creator. Just visited Capcom this week. And he says... What? I'm trying to think of what else did he make. Did he make Bayonetta? Yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, Devil May... So he started with Resident Evil 2. Then yeah. he moved on to Devil May Cry. Yeah. Then he moved on to, I think, Devil Okami. Devil May Cry was almost Resident Evil 4 for those... Yeah, yeah. Keeping score. There's another Did You Know. Uh, and then he did Bayonetta. I mean, this guy's an action legend. Yeah. So he just visited Konami, and he says profound things that he can't discuss were the subject of the meeting. So obviously, Platinum and Capcom are looking at working together again. This guy is very colorful. Oh, he uh, is. Have you ever... Don't follow him yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> if you are under the age of about 35, uh, you're probably not uh, He's like the Japanese Sean baby. Yeah, you're probably not old enough for this guy's commentary. So if... if Platinum was going to work on a Capcom property again. We know that last time Okami was considered, Beautiful Joe was considered, I think Dino Crisis was considered. But I think Dino Crisis was the distant third. That's what I want, is Dino Crisis. What do you think it will be? As long as it isn't Dinos in space. Yeah, that was awful. Please, dear God. Dino Crisis 3 was misconceived. But a lot of people like it. No, they didn't. A lot of people (laughs) like it. No, they didn't. Um... (laughs) Um, That's why the franchise died. Yeah, I mean, what could it be? I mean, it has to be either Okami 2, Beautiful Joe 3, which I really don't think it would be Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe. No, I don't think it would be, but... I think Okami's most likely, because they just remastered the first one. Did he do Piano 3? No, that's Mikami. Um, So, they just remastered Okami... And it actually sold really well. I've heard the remaster sold 800,000 copies. So you think it'll be Okami 2? I hope it's not. I, I like Okami, but I kind of hope it's not. I'd rather see a new IP or Dino Crisis. Do you think they could bring him back to the Resident Evil franchise, or do you think he's strictly... I don't know why you would farm out Resident Evil like to another developer. Well, I mean... Because what, what, what would the RE7 team be doing? Well, that, well, that's the thing, though. is Was RE7 a big enough success for them? I think it I, I think it so was. Sure. I'm not so sure. Well, I think, I think, Resident, it was I think the Resident 5 Evil and 2, 6 were turds. I think the Resident Evil 2 remake shows us that 7 wasn't... Well, 2 was already announced before 7 was even out. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I withdraw that statement. But... I don't know. I don't think 7 quite hit the target for them. I don't think they can do a sequel, a direct sequel to 7. Yeah. Like, I think 7 is good as a standalone, but they have to do something six, different for the next six one. 6 pretty much took, you know, the, the formula that was invented in 4 yeah. to its limits. Well, beyond its limits. Beyond it should have limits. never yeah. been... 6 was an abomination. So, I mean, I could see them turning to you know somebody and being like, well, we don't really know where to take our... You know, one of our most important franchises next. What do you got? Maybe. I, I mean, I would be turning to to Mikami then. Yeah. He's the father of the franchise. Well, isn't he sort of battling with Capcom? Mikami? Yeah, wasn't he sort of feuding with them? I mean, 
the whole reason that all of them left Capcom is because they hated Capcom. <laughs> but now Platinum's going back to the well because they it's, need the money. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that happens. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. What's your money especially on? You with, to... Especially with all the big Japanese developers. All of them end yeah. up fighting That's with true. Their, you know. Uh, well, that's uh, Bungie's fighting with Activision publicly right now too. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, wow. We'll get to that later. Yeah. What, what are you going to put your money in? You want to say Resident Evil? Do you want to go that far? No. Say what you want, and then say what you think is likely. No, but it does sort of have a feel of hey, this is a reunion. Yeah. And I don't know, Okami. I, I'd be real surprised if it's Okami, but just because that game didn't sell that well, I don't think. Well, uh, the remaster just sold eight hundred thousand copies. 800,000. It just seems like... If and it probably cost them if, 20 bucks. If Capcom and Kamiya are reuniting, it just seems like they would want something An bigger. action game? Well, it's just something bigger. And it's not... Well, obviously, huge. Obviously, it's not Devil May Cry. Right, right. I mean, I saw some people saying that it is, but I'm like, it's too soon. Yeah, and, way too soon. And if soon. 5 is a success, then they'll just want, you know, yeah, to deliver the same yeah. for 6. Yeah. So, it's too soon to say And 5 that. does seem to be... I mean, I guess, I guess well. it could be Okami, but I'm going to go with Resident Evil. Resident Evil? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Though, I wonder because if Because we'll be seeing well. another... Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to see another rebirth? This will be like the franchise's third rebirth in like the last decade. I don't know. I think it's... Yeah, Resident Evil 4, then you've got Resident Evil 7, and then you're going to have rebirth. You're going to revive it know. again. Yeah, I mean, Resident, the Resident Evil 2 remake might be the way forward. For That's them. why I want to see... God, that game looks Do good. Dino Crisis... Because you can take whatever risk you want yeah. with it. You can yeah. reinvent the gameplay. I think you're. And then if that right. gameplay system works, adapt that for Ari. God. Which worked. It, can you imagine? It how, worked in the opposite. Can you imagine how good a Dino Crisis game is going to look? Oh yeah, it'd be insane. Hardware. It'd be insane. Even yeah, on this. It's going to be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really could. <laughs> that game was terrifying. The first yeah. one was terrifying. I mean, Raptors in the dark and stuff. I mean, I. Um. All right. So here's the last one. So N7 Day was this past week, which is the big Mass Effect celebration day. And Casey Hudson, who is one of the the big wigs at, at BioWare, did you see this video, the N7 <laughs> Day video? I wish I did. No. You need to look it up because Casey Hudson's one of the big big wigs at, at BioWare, one of the big Mass Effect guys. In the video, it's just all internal BioWare people talking about you know what Mass Effect meant to them and blah 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 blah. Well, and Casey Hudson comes on towards the end of the video, and he says something like, N7 Day for me is envisioning what the next great Mass Effect game will be. And then he stares into the camera, and he picks up his coffee mug, <laughs> and he like takes like a really long uh, drink from it while staring into the camera. That's beautiful. And his, his coffee cup had uh, Shepard's catchphrase on the cup, which... <laughs> So, every, so he's coming back. So everybody's... He didn't die. Specul- well, you got to see this long, awkward coffee sip, too. It's like... But I got... Maybe, maybe they're going to do a prequel to the second one. <laughs> Pull I hear, elf. I hear that's uh, real popular. I hope they don't... I mean... I, I, I just hope that we see another full-fledged Mass Effect game. Andromeda was unfortunate. I still feel like that franchise has massive... You know, no. I don't want to toot my horn, but... No, uh... From the moment they announced and showed Andromeda, like, yeah. I just knew this was going to be a train wreck. Yeah, I didn't ever have... Everything about it just screamed train wreck. Well, like, the developer was a new studio the EA set up. Yeah. And they hired kids fresh out of college, no experience. Yeah. 
Well, that was, I mean, that was one of the big things. When they showed it, I was like, well, this looks kind of weird. And, you know, and then I heard the storyline behind it, you know, like, oh, it's the, it's the twin kids of, you know. Whoever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of. Original? Yeah. It sounds like a bad episode of Star yeah, Trek. Yeah. Well, yeah, it sounds like fanfic for, like, Star Wars or something. Yeah. So I was like, oh, great. You know, like, well, like I, everything I, about it was just I wrong. felt bad because what they did was they took inexperienced developers, and I heard what they, EA told them was literally make the Mass Effect game that you want to make. So what they did was they took Mass Effect. They, they literally took the Mass Effect franchise and just copied it. They added, like, the jetpack, and they wrote a new story. Yeah. It, it didn't evolve anything. Yeah. It was just like, well, we're going to copy what's there. And, like, they didn't do really do a bad job. Like, if no, this, this was their first game, it wasn't terrible. But, but you know, I think it, there's... It was nowhere near expectations. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was a really stupid... So they shut down It the was whole, a really stupid idea. They, it was. And they, it's, it's, it's not They the should have just given the franchise it's, a break. It's not... Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that was one of the things. Is <clears throat> they were like, here's Andromeda, but... Like, you could tell right away that it wasn't really, like, a new chapter in a big saga. Sort, yeah. of, like, sort of like Mass Effect was. One, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. like, Mass Effect was a trilogy. And right. Was, you know, they were just like, oh, well, here's Andromeda. And you could tell that they were just cashing yeah, in right. on the previous trilogy. Right. And that just never works. And, you know, I think, because I think, I don't know. However it transpired, you know, the Mass Effect team went on to create Anthem. Which is going to be a live service game, you know, which is going to live on for the next five years at least. So I think now the story of them returning to Mass Effect and doing a Mass Effect Four, I think it will be huge if it's what they do. But imagine how much bigger it would be if there wasn't the pock of Andromeda stuck yeah, in the middle yeah. there. Yeah. Once you tarnish the franchise, it's always hard to get back to. I feel like because <clears throat> the first trilogy was so loved. It's not. I mean, it sucks, but it's not like it is going to destroy the franchise. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. I mean, it's it sort of has the whole Star Wars kind of issue where the yeah. first three are so good and so yeah. beloved that anything after that is well, they were really revolutionary for RPGs. We we're just talking about how Western developers, you know, changed yeah. the RPG game. Mass well, Effect was yeah. one of them. Yeah, I remember. I remember when that game was revealed and shown. I, I just remember everyone being like, there's no way this game could be running on an Xbox 360. Right, right. Like, I there remember. was just such disbelief. Yeah. That it could well, possibly and then, be. And then they were like, and then it was like a third person shooter. Yeah. And we, we're, we were used to RPGs that were basically turn based. Turn based, yeah. And we're, we're all like, <laughs> mind blown. So let's move on to market mode. There's some really interesting stuff in here, all related to the topics that we're talking about right now. So Activision Blizzard stock tanked this week, absolutely tanked. Uh, so first it dropped by 7%, but now it's down a lot more than that. It was 80, and now it's down to like in the 50s. So it's taken a massive hit. So part of it was due to the, the backlash from Diablo Immortal, which again, I say makes no sense because the mobile market is so huge. They're going to make bank on that game. Mm -hmm. And I know there's backlash, but from the financial side, it's pure genius. They're going to make so much money off that game. But then they held an earnings call this week, which revealed that uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken hasn't reached its internal sales goals that Activision had set. So it's funny, because I think last episode we were discussing how Destiny made more money than both Fortnite and Spider-Man. 
yeah. on console when it launched. And then Activision had an even higher target for it. So even though it was like the most successful game when it launched, it still didn't meet expectations. Now, I thought I heard somewhere that Destiny 2 is actually more popular on Xbox than it is on PlayStation. No, complete opposite. Really? Oh, yeah. Because it's... PlayStation's got all the exclusives. Yeah, I mean, it really surprised me. I was like, how can that be? You know, I mean, they got the exclusives and like they Phil got Spencer the is a huge sex, but a huge Destiny fan. I know yeah. that. Here's here's where things got dramatic. So news started to leak out that you know, Destiny Two Forsaken hadn't reached its goals, and the Activision was disappointed in it. Well, Luke Smith, who is a prominent guy at Bungie these days, uh, threw shade at him. And said, well, let me tell you something. Bungie's not disappointed with Destiny 2 Forsaken. We're confident this is the best game we've made in a decade and blah, blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And we're extremely proud of it. Yeah. So now uh, reporters are getting involved. And one reporter came out and said that basically Activision and Blizzard have hated each other since before Destiny even came out. Or not Activision and Blizzard, I'm sorry. Activision and Bungie. Because things got... Marty O'Donnell leaving Bungie. It, that was before Destiny came out. Like all this yeah. drama between the two started way back, and apparently they're really not happy with it's, each it's other. It's time to come home, Bungie. It's time to come home. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. <laughs> so Obsidian was just bought by Microsoft. Pillars of Eternity 2, their most recent game, only sold 110,000 copies. How do you feel about that if you're Microsoft? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeesh. How do you Eesh. feel about that? Ah. Do you think ah. that that helped them ah. buy Obsidian? Probably. You know, and this is, it's funny, you know, this is what I, we were saying before about how I feel like Microsoft was just looking around the industry and like anybody that was like... Who could uh, we cherry pick yeah, without like, having a like, bad day? Like financially on their last legs, they're like, here, hey, you know, you want to survive? Here's a check, you know, <laughs> like yeah. come work for us. And yet, and yet, the only studio that's collapsed is Telltale. Because they're garbage. <laughs> and I just, I can't understand it. Half the games they released were garbage. Uh, yeah, sure. It really, half of them were good, and half of them were garbage. You had the Game of Thrones game, which was garbage. You had the Michonne Walking Dead game, which was yeah. garbage. Season you know, 2 of Walking Dead was already The entire time, garbage. I was waiting for that, I was waiting for that big, because they had sort of talked about it. They sort of promised, oh yeah, we're going to update the engine. Batman you know, was, uh... We're, we're going to update the engine, it's going to be all different, all new. It just never happened. I, I, and I guess it, we know why it never and happened. And I feel but. bad because I don't want to say that the games they released are garbage. They had bad management. It was obvious. Yeah. They had games that were rushed and they well, had... I think looking at it from the outside, it sort of appears like they just figured, well, as long as we get all these hot IPs, you know, we'll be we'll safe because people will just right. buy it on the strength of the IPs. Right. But I got a feeling like, you know, the split that they agreed to to get these IPs just wasn't yeah. feasible. Right. Well, that's the thing. When I heard that Minecraft Story Mode was the only profitable game that they had, that blew my mind because The Walking Dead has sold so much. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about Batman and Game of Thrones. I mean, Tales from the Borderlands. You would think they all sold fairly well. Well, I would imagine Tales. It seems like Tales from Borderlands would be the weakest just because... You think? You know, I mean, Borderlands doesn't have... It's not the same level I mean, as like, Batman. Yeah, like when Batman was announced, I was like, oh my God, Batman. So, uh, Guardi- I'm getting They did that. a Guardians of the Galaxy game that seemingly nobody remembers. Yeah. Yeah, that one was really <clears throat> bizarre. I heard it was decent. Yeah, I, I heard... I heard some interesting stories about that game. Like, 
um, as far as what they could put in the game and this and that. Yeah. I got a feeling in the end it, it ended up hurting it. But Probably. What can you do? Well, Disney has definitely mismanaged that franchise. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I heard it was supposed to be a Since very, the third movie's canceled now. A very different game, but like they're told, told to turn tune it down a little bit because, you know, Disney wanted to protect yeah. the, the IP. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, so anyway... Obsidian's most recent games basically has bombed, but critically, it reviewed really, really well. Everybody said it was exceptional. Tell me if you're surprised by this one. Prima Games, the the guide publisher, the game guide publisher, <laughs> they're shutting down next year. Are you surprised by this? You know, I was in Robot City Games, our local arcade, and they actually have like a section now for like old, um, you know, strategy uh, guides. Strategy guides. <laughs> That are like in, you know, pristine condition, and uh, I was thinking, yeah, that's, you know, that that's about right. That's where they belong, like in in plastic bags. Like, hey, you remember these? You know, like let's think with the internet. With why the internet, you need it? yeah. And I can't. I I, mean, I guess I can believe, but I can't believe. I don't know what I want to believe. I can't believe that they didn't just convert to the internet. Yeah, like a subscription. And maybe feed. they tried and failed. Just just through ad. Yeah, if they did, through, I haven't heard about just it. Just through advertising. And Make money I, through advertising. If I haven't heard about it, right. who has? That's I what mean. I mean. Because I, I look at like, this stuff could they every really day. could they really not change their business model? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, if they're closing down, they have no one to blame but themselves. Because I think there is a market for what they're selling. It's just how they sell it. Well, that I mean, even it. if you change it, I mean, imagine a subscription service where like five dollars a month or whatever. You get even if it unlimited was just, access. Even if it's just ad revenue. Like, oh, yeah. Because I know what I when I need to know something in a game, I search that very specific question, and then yeah. whichever the first result well, is, I, mean, I click it. They could they could have something a little more premium than like GameFAQs, and they could charge you know a subscription fee, a very small one, like yeah. $5 or maybe even less than that. I don't know. They could have figured something out, I feel like, yeah. but maybe not. Um. So let's skip the next one because I already dropped it. And then uh, we were just talking about a few episodes ago how Microsoft's gaming revenue this past year had gone through the roof. Sony's has too. Uh, so Sony's gaming revenue increased 40% over last year. And it's interesting because when you Unbelievable. when you pair both of those next to each other... They're in lockstep. It just shows you how much gaming is growing. I know. Still. Uh, that's because Sony was at the top. Well, is gaming growing, or is the way they extract money from you both grow? Both, I think. Um, so it's just interesting. I also heard that PlayStation Now has made more money than Game Pass, which I found surprising. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is on more devices, so I guess that's not. I don't. I know. mean, it's on, obviously there's more PlayStation Fours, but it's also like on TVs and uh, yeah computers. So we'll see if that. Uh, I'm really surprised by that, though. So here's some Godspeed stories for you. Fortnite did its second live event, and I want to see more games do this. Did you hear about this? No. But, so basically, they've done this twice now. If you're playing Fortnite at a certain time, all of a sudden, something will happen in the game. Like, in this, this time it was you got sucked into a different dimension, and then when you came back, the Fortnite map had changed permanently. Really? But you only got to see it if you were playing the game at this exact time. That's, that's pretty cool. And the, the one before this was uh, a rocket launch. There was a rocket on the map for like a month. And like a countdown timer. So if you were playing the game 
when the countdown expired, you got to watch the rocket launch and see what what happened in its wake. Uh-huh. I think that's awesome. Like, you can literally only play it, see it, if you were there at that moment. Yeah. And that, that's just incredible. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I hope more games do it. Uh, so we're just talking about PUBG coming to PS4 next month. Path of Exile is also coming to PS4 next month. Have you tried that? Path of Exiles? Yeah. No. No? You know what it is, right? It's like uh, the Diablo clone. Yeah, I always get Path of Exiles and Pillars of Eternity mixed up with each other. Path of Exile is like the Diablo clone. Um, I mean, I shouldn't call it that because I hear it's really good. And it's free to play, which a lot of people love. So we already said that Crackdown's free on Xbox right now. Uh, if you have PSN Plus, Bulletstorm is free right now on PS4. Did you play Bulletstorm? No. Do you remember that game? Yeah, that's the one where they had the special guest uh, Duke Nukem, right? Uh, or did they have... Yeah, they, they had Duke Nukem in it. No, he wasn't in it. Um, Are you sure? Bulletstorm was the game that was made by Epic and People, people Can Fly. It was oh. the one with the electric whip and all the trick shotting and stuff. Oh. Or maybe the remaster had Duke Nukem in it. Yeah. The remaster may have Duke Nukem in it. Yeah. They announced it. Originally it did. Yeah. I think you're right. I yeah. think you're right. He was added to the new one. Yeah. Uh, there's a Spyro and Crash remaster bundle coming for 60 bucks. So they've remastered both of those trilogies while well, they're putting them together and they're going to sell it for 60 bucks. So basically, if a game is remastered, you better hold off because at some point they're going <laughs> to give you a better version. They're going to bundle it with another game and they're going to sell them all together. And then uh, here's the here's a good one. Polybius, I think that's how you say this. This is made by Jeff Minter at Llamasoft, our old buddy who we used to talk to. <laughs> if you don't know who he is, you should really look him up. Uh, uh, that game's coming to Steam. It originally launched as a PS4 exclusive. Now, he basically <clears throat> trashed Sony this week. He said that he hasn't made a dime off the PSVR version, which they probably actively pushed for him to make. Are you seeing this light do the Stranger, th- yeah, Stranger yeah. Things thing? <laughs> yeah. So it's a PSVR game. It's coming to Steam. And he, like, bashed Sony and said he hasn't made a dime off of it. And he said that they made it so hard to find in the PlayStation Store that, like, <laughs> nobody has bought it. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. You know, but. i got to be honest. <clears throat> My urge to buy PSVR has actually gone up. For, Mine has, too. For some reason that I can't even begin to explain. Well, they had Astrobot, right? <laughs> yeah, Astrobot's about the only thing well, I want. Well, Tetris Effects that, just came out, right? I do, I do want to try Resident Evil 7. No, I have no in interest VR. in that. I do. I have no none. So here's a here's a did you know? Did you see? I didn't even know that this character existed. <laughs> Detective Chimp is a DC Comics character yeah, apparently. Apparently. And he teamed up with Batman recently. Did you know about this? I did not know about this. I had to this, Google who is, is Detective Chimp. This is very important information. It's, a, it's an actual chimp detective. That brings us to what the name, we put. The name sorry explains it all. Well, <laughs> I, really, I, this really this probably should have gone into the that's so Sega. Section. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or the what was it? Who asked for this? Yeah. What'd you play this week? Uh, I just played a little more um, uh, Shadows of the Colossus. But I still still finished not finished. It. Still haven't finished it. I could if I really buckled down, but I haven't yet. Um, what else did I play? Uh, I played some more stuff on Switch. Um, that's about it. Some Street Fighter, some old school. Street Fighter. Yeah, I have this the uh, Street Fighter collection. The uh, 
anniversary collection. Oh, this okay. Do you have? Uh, I have all these PlayStation Four. Do you have? Do you have I, Marvel versus DBZ? No, no. Okay. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that one. Maybe after uh, Jump Force. I, I, if if uh, EB Games was still around, I'd sue them. But <laughs> EB they're, Games. They're not. So I played a ton of stuff this week that I want to talk about. I played a game called Splitgate. And uh, I made a YouTube video about my impressions of it with gameplay. I got into the Jeez. alpha. Look at all this stuff. I know. I did a stream of this game. This game was developed by a team of people that uh, worked on Halo, Halo 2, and Counter-Strike. And Splitgate is, like, literally, you got to play this game. Wa- pull up my video later and watch it. It plays exactly like Halo 2. Like, Without dual wielding. Is that where... That's the Portal one, The right? Portal. Yeah, I, I I saw you streaming it the other day. When I was out... I was actually at work, but I... Like, the little notification yeah. came up on my yeah. phone. Yeah, So I was like, oh, let's see Ryan's streaming. And yeah. I, I clicked on it, and yeah, there was, like, the Portal so action. So it pays... It plays exactly like Halo. Like, the now guns... See, you hated Portal, so therefore, I like Portal. I hated Portal. I love Portal. But I like this. <laughs> I literally, I love everything about Portal. This is a competitive multiplayer shooter with a Portal mechanic. So, yeah. it totally changes the way you tra- traverse the map. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. You can, if you can see through your own portals, so you can shoot a portal down, shoot another one down, and then stand through, and shoot through the one side, and your bullets will come out the other side. And you liked that, side. didn't you? I did. See, now I'm not entirely Be- sure how I Because feel about that. we were playing King of the Hill, right? I sh- I quickly I didn't try to run in. I shot a portal in the room where the hill was, and I shot another one way over in the middle of nowhere. So I'm way off in the middle of nowhere with a rocket launcher, and I looked through my portal. And I launched a rocket into the hill from the middle of nowhere. And then my team mm-hmm. came in and stole so, the hill. So everybody has that ability. Yeah. That's where they lose me. Why? I would I would rather that be one gun. With that ability, it's a it's a base mechanic. Because that would be I don't know that seems like it would be cooler if it was just one gun. So it would be sort of like you know everybody kind of wants the sniper rifle or the rocket launcher, but if you could have the portal gun, so you could nobody would portals. use it though. You don't think so? No, I think no. so. No, nobody would use it. I'm telling you, you gotta see you gotta play it to understand. Like it works really really well, and it creates all these moments where like. You just didn't... Like, it changes the way you think about shooters. Because, like, people kept trying to come through my portal. Like, they would think that they would be coming to, to, like, get me from behind. And I was standing on the other side with my shotgun. And, like, right when they come through, I'm shotgunning the guys. So they're thinking they're being clever by going through my portal. But I'm really just setting a trap for them. It it creates all these really cool... I, I hope the game takes off because it takes competitive shooters and it adds a twist. So I kind of suspect it won't though. We'll see. I mean, it's not. It doesn't have a huge company behind it. So yeah. We'll see. It's it's still an alpha. Uh, I played the new Overwatch hero Ash, who I liked a lot. Uh, I played more PUBG. The meta in that game has totally shifted. Like all the seven six two guns are most popular now. Uh, the mutant is awesome. I also got a new keyboard and mouse uh, for the first time in my life. I got a Razer mouse and keyboard, and I really, really like. I always wondered, like, do mouse and keyboard really make that much of a difference? You yeah. Know? Like, and I'm not but saying now it, you know. I'm not saying it makes you better. Yeah. But I can say that, like, you know, using really nice Razer keys, it feels satisfying. Like, it feels like a premium product. Like, the mouse fits my hand really well, and I, I was just happy with it because I was really worried I was going to be disappointed like I spent 
you know, all this money on high end mouse and keyboard. And I was just gonna be like, yeah, well, it's just another mouse and keyboard. But you know, I gotta tell you, I was this close to dragging out. Actually, I I did drag out my um, my GameCube. Yeah. I was this close to hooking it back up. You know, my uh, to play Sunshine. What, one of my little cousins came over. And I think I told you the story. And she asked me if I still had my N64, which yeah. I still haven't been able to find. I actually just bought her another, a new one yeah. that I'm going to send to her. And, uh, uh, but then it got me thinking, like, you know, like, I got all these consoles up here. Maybe I should play them. And I, I really kind of want to hook up the GameCube again and He's play like, that. Like Mario Sunshine? There, well, no. The greatest well, Mario game ever made. When I was at Robot City, they have, like, all the old games. Yeah. And so now I'm like, oh, maybe I will. Maybe the GameCube will. had so many great games. I know. And, you know, one of the games I really want to play right now is uh, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Was that on the GameCube? Yeah. I can't remember which game. Yeah. I, I, that's another franchise that, because there's so many I lose track that is that is one I never played and I kind of want to play it so that's probably what I'm going to play after I finish Shadow of the Clauses you got to be close right yeah alright so here's some interesting draw your own conclusions and some of these are off topic but I think they're hilarious so you and I have talked about Devolver and Scum well Devolver in general and how they're willing to go anywhere and we talked about Scum uh you know their new what would you call it survival type shooter yeah um so they recently added you can customize the size of your quote-unquote dong on your male characters (laughs) but if you buy this if you buy this dlc called the supporters pack you can add an extra two inches to your your dong to your dong so, draw your own conclusions. Your, your, your dong Microtransactions missile. have reached new levels. The, the dong missile. We got a sports one and then a Game of Thrones one. Oh, goodness. Did you see this story about Jamarcus Russell? No. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a name I haven't so, heard. Jamarcus Russell long, is the backup quarterback for the Raiders, right? Still? Yeah. Or maybe he's third string, even. He's, but he's, 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 still on, he's the on the Raiders. Yeah. He's still in the league somewhere? Yeah, yeah. How? So he's he's the backup at least. How is that possible? So he's been the Raiders are off to a really bad start, and he's been running his mouth saying, well, "Why am I not playing? Why am I not playing?" Oh my god! Well, the, Ra- <laughs> the Raiders coaches were convinced that he's never watched the tapes that they give him. Yeah. So this past week they gave him blank tape. Literally, they gave him <laughs> blanks. And then that when he came back, he said, "What'd you think of the tapes?" And he said that he watched blitz packages. Yeah. So that's what he said he watched, and uh, so that pro- just that just <laughs> proved to them that he was basically a lazy, uh, lying, you know, put no effort into his craft. That is, you know, that is remarkable because the amount that they were they were willing to pay him at one point. I think he sounded like an eighty just, million dollar contract. Just right to now. not do anything is just yeah. mind blowing. He's, I think I saw he's on like a sixty or eighty I mean, million dollar. If you were contract. paying me that much, even if I hated whatever it was, I'd still do it. Yeah, I'd do it. To the best of my abilities. Well, unbelievable. Yep. So well, I guess it. Once I can't believe it. the coaches were so bold as to literally give them blank. So I guess once they give you eighty million, you really don't need to do much. Yeah, he's set for life. Anyway, so. so whatever. And here's some more other another draw your own conclusions. Adidas is making a Game of Thrones sneaker line, so each house is going to have its own sneaker. They showed the Targaryen one. That's the only one they've shown so far. It's hideous. It's like one of the ugliest shoes. They're like almost as ugly as Kanye's shoes. <laughs> Draw your own conclusion, sir. It's easy season. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Who taught you to put some Jimmy Choo's? The, the nights are dark and full of terror. <laughs> yeah. 
So, story time. Last week I talked about pro gamers. Uh, this week, Halo 2 launched 14 God. years ago. Can you God, believe that? God bless it. That, that was an incredible, incredible period. It was. Of gaming in my life. Do you remember how... I still can't decide, though. What do you think was better, Halo 1 or Halo 2? I mean... It, they're so different. From a multiplayer perspective, I mean... The campaign of 1 was way better. Yeah, campaign, co-op, and... If you had the friends, the multiplayer was pretty damn good, too. It... I can't really compare one and two because one, you're taking LAN with your friends. Yeah. To two, which gave birth to online games. Which was, and, okay, well, which do you think had the better multiplayer maps? It was That's close. so hard. It was That's close. so hard. Both of them were yeah. top tier. I think I'd have to give the edge to two, though. It's one close. had One had Sidewinder. Was it Blood called? Gulch. Blood Gulch. Chill Out. Um, I, I just remember Rat Race, which I didn't, rat race. I didn't even like Rat Race, but I remember it. I never forget. Chill out. Uh, what was that ship? Where was two ship boarding action? There were two ships, like oh, a ship yeah. and a seven. I completely forgot about boarding action. Yeah. Um, did you like that map? I don't know. I, I liked, liked that map. Not a lot of people do. I can't decide if I liked it. I liked it map. because of the pistol and sniper. It was really, rifle. it was really. If you like the snipe, it, it was, was definitely a unique map. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about it, though. But then you got two. We had Waterworks. I didn't like for Waterworks. For the big team battle. Didn't like I really like Waterworks. Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Blood Gulch remake. Yep. Which might have been better than the original. What was that horrible map? That, was it Burial Grounds? Everybody hated Burial Grounds. And it came up in matchmaking every five which one seconds. That was. Uh, there was Battle Creek. Battle Creek was in both games. Because Beaver Creek, it was in Halo 2. I thought that was Halo 3 that it came back in. It was in all three was, of them, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Battle Creek I thought was it, a Halo I thought it started one. in two and then came no, back. No, it was a three. Halo one map. Okay. Um, what else did it have? It had well eventually it would add um Oh shoot. What what was the one that I invented <laughs> the 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 game mode SWAT and I swear to god I invented <laughs> this mode. No one believes it, but I swear to you, I invented this mode. This is our very own player unknown right here. I, I invented Battle Royale. How how can I know why it's called SWAT if I didn't invent this mode? Uh, you know what I think of when I think of Halo 2? Is uh, you and I going to Midnight Madness, skipping yes. school. Yes. I, I think so. I remember senior Midnight year. Madness. Everybody, all the I teachers, how excited all we the teachers knew exactly what we were doing. It wasn't a secret yeah. at all. Uh, and then I remember you and I got home at We're, probably three in the morning, probably four in the morning, probably. My poor dad. Yeah, my it. poor dad took us out. Yep. Slept on a bench while we were at the mall because we were in line for hours. And I remember playing it, the campaign. And being a little disappointed. Well, no, no. I remember being so tired. Yeah. But there came a point around like 8 in the morning, because we'd been up for like 30, 40 hours. Yeah. Where I was playing, but I realized that I was not consciously comprehending yeah. what was going I on know. screen. Like well, I yeah. was like, I was like playing, shooting, doing just fine, but I was like asleep. And I, and that's the thing. It's like, I remember back then trying to decide if it was just because I was so tired that it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, yeah, up yeah. to my expectations, yeah. or if it really was just not as good as I right, wanted. Right. In the end, it ended up just not being as good right. as I Right, but I remember playing it too and being like, I wanted to play through it so bad, but I was like, I'm so tired. Like, I don't yeah. like I don't know if we should stop right now. Yeah. 
Like, is this even good? You know, I don't the other, know. The other game that really reminds me of that was um, the first game we played on Xbox Live. Do you remember who it was? It had to be Halo 2, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was. Because I don't think Live launched until Halo I, 2. I think the first game we played was actually Splinter Cell Double Agent. I think that was much later. You think so? Yeah. Because I, I remember so. it was in your computer room, and we had like this really weird setup where we had like the TV and the Xbox like on the floor next to the computer. Because that was like the only place you could put it. I don't remember. You don't remember you that? The run- I remember we literally slept in that room playing, <laughs> playing Splinter Cell. Was it? I think it was. Double was it Double Agent? Or was it Pandora Tomorrow? No, Whatever. It was, it was, the first yeah. Spies versus Mercy. That was game, that right? was a good game too. Yeah, it was. Oh, I wish they. I wish they bring that back. Yeah, yeah, I think they have to. You know, honestly, for the next I, honestly, cell. I can't really quite remember how it was played, but I just remember having. Well, it was Spies versus Mercs. Like yeah, the spies, it was like two on two, the, right? Two on two, the spies were in third person, stealthing, and the mercs were first person. Oh, yeah. So right. you had a much narrow field of view, but you had, like, gone, like, power. All I remember guns. is that game was fun as hell. It was really fun. That was, I mean, there were some really clutch Because you could, like, drop down and, like, knock out yeah. one of the mercs. And the other guy, the other guy just sprang as a game assault rifle. It was rifle. so fun. It was fun. I mean, they brought it back for... Uh, they brought it back in almost all of them, but it was never nearly as good. Oh, yeah. What was it? Was it... Was it... Double agent. There was chaos theory. Was that was be- the third yeah, one. Yeah, it was before that. Pandora, Pandora tomorrow. tomorrow. So I think it must have been Pandora tomorrow. Yeah, it must chaos have been theory. A double agent was the fourth one. Oh, okay, yeah. And then so, they did like a fifth one, which got even. It was like, and then a sixth one. And anyway, that was back when everybody actually used their headset. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> now nobody does. So let's get into some off-topic stuff. So. We finally saw how Rick Grimes made his exit from The Walking Dead. Did you read about it? Did you hear about no, it? No, I... You didn't hear about it? I couldn't even bring myself. You know, and it's funny. I've been, I've been meaning to, like, sit down and try and get back in the series. Right. I just can't. I can't do it at this so point. So here's the spoilers and the big news to follow. So they kept hyping this as Rick Grimes' last days. It was for the show but not really I was well continue on so what happens is Rick Grimes appears to go out in a blaze of glory to save everybody of course he wasn't actually dead he gets put in a helicopter and helicoptered away yeah I think I heard about that so what what now is going to happen is AMC is making three Walking Dead movies oh full Walking Dead movies which are going to come out over the next several years in the theaters or in on amc i think they're considering both but i'm not sure i mean does amc have a streaming service yet not yet that i'm aware of it seems like they just go with netflix um so what basically how i'm envisioning this happening so rick grimes they already confirmed rick's in the walking dead movies he's not dead obviously he's going to be in the movies the show's going to go on i think by the end of the third movie He's going to be, like, on his way back. So after his absence for, you know, several seasons, he'll be, he'll be back. And then it'll be a big event all over again. Rick's what, back. Rick's what do you, back. What do you think about this? I think... So first, when I first heard that Rick was going to be leaving the show, I thought it's a terrible idea. This show can't go on without Rick. Half the actors and actresses aren't strong enough. The other characters aren't written well enough. Now... Is Daryl still there? 
Yeah. Okay. But he's always been... He's like a nobody. Like, everybody yeah. loves him, but yeah. he's like he's not a character well, of he, substance. He is the best original character. He's an attraction, show. but yeah. he's, he doesn't have much substance. Yeah. He's, like, just, like, badass. Really. Yeah, I was going to say, did they turn him into a complete action? Yeah, hero? basically. Yeah. But he, he has no story. He has no plot. Yeah. But... When I first heard this, I thought the show's done. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna run this show into the ground. Now, from what I hear, what I'm hearing of this season, it kind of has helped them push the reset button because things were getting really stale with the show. Like real, the last oh, few yeah. seasons were just really played out. So now, so you remove Rick. They did a time skip. Now that they've introduced all these elements, it kind of let them hit the reset button. And then when they inevitably bring Rick back in like four or five years, it's going to be a huge event to have him come back. So I think they actually, for the first time in a long time, I think they may have done something right. intelligent here. Yeah. And well, I, I, I truly think that the actor I'm really curious to didn't s- want to work as much. I'm really curious to hear what you think of Fear of the Walking Dead. I tried to watch the first season. I think I did watch the first season yeah, I and I too. stopped. I did too. And I hear it's good. On both accounts. I hear it's good. I actually really liked... I like I like the idea of Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't make it past the... I mean, I, I watched the entire first season. Yeah. I started to watch the second season, but I fell off that one too. Yeah. Um, and I guess they're crossing over now. Now, my only to question... To some extent. My only question is, is at some point, Fear of the Walking... Because Fear of the Walking Dead was supposed to be like... Well, hey, we're going to show you what happened yeah. while Rick was unconscious. Yeah. But at some point, and I think they've already reached it, you know, I mean, like, fear of the walking dead. They're already current. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just going to catch up, so then you're just going to have well, two Morgan, shows about the same thing, which is... Morgan on The Walking gonna Dead. Going to create more fatigue. Morgan on The Walking Dead left. Yeah. Like, he left Alexandria, and now he's over with the fear of the walking no. dead people. Yeah. Yeah. So they've caught up. They've literally caught up yeah. now. So, but on Fear the Walking Dead at one point, I don't watch it, but he's like on his way back to Alexandria and then he turned <laughs> back and like, I don't know See, what's going I, on. I don't know. It, it seems like at some point they're going to have to merge the two. Did you, oh, oh, you know, and we never even talked about this, but uh, they started production on Why the Last Man. Oh God, who and cares? That's, well, yeah, but that's, that's the, that's the model. That and um, uh, Vertigo's Fables. I respect the hell out of both of those series because they knew when to call it quits. They oh, knew yeah. that it was yeah. better to have a series that ends on a high note yeah. than just to drag it out until well, nobody cares. That's why I loved when so Stranger Things season one came out and it was a huge hit and I loved it. And like they basically immediately said, We've got a five season story planned and that's it. We're gonna do five seasons. And I liked that because like I hate when things get played out, especially when yeah. it's something you love so much. Yeah. And that's what I love about Breaking Bad, which is the thing we're going to talk about next, is that is a complete story. Like, they told that story arc, and they ended it, and it's perfect. They didn't drag it out for 10, 15 years. I feel like the worst thing about The Walking Dead is that there are only so many stories you can tell in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're all sort of variations of the same thing. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. So, and I just wish... Uh, Robert Kirkman would just have the courage to say, "Okay, I'm gonna write an ending to the story." You know, yeah. He doesn't even need to explain what what's happened no. or why it's happened. But he, I mean, we just need an ending. Well, uh, any, I, any ending. I just always envision the comic ending end. a certain way. 
And then the show went and killed Carl, which totally ruined my vision for the ending of, of yeah. the comics. Which yeah. the comics could still do it, but... I mean, I am a huge fan of... And it's funny, because when I first saw the movie, I absolutely hated it. But now I love it. The birds style ending. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, like... it'll. It seems like you're in the middle of a story and then it just ends. Yeah. And, and you, you have no answers and you don't know why well, anything just that, happened. That's how I expected the Walking <laughs> I love Dead that. to end. I expected, um, I expected it to end with basically Rick and Carl being like off in the middle of nowhere, basically. And, you know, Rick dies of some kind of inconsequential means. Carl has to put him down, kills Rick, puts on the sheriff's hat, and literally just walks away. Like... That's it. Yeah. It doesn't sum anything up. It's just, well, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I think that would be a good way to end it. But Carl's dead in the show. And I do want to say, I think it's hilarious. It, it's hilariously bad because everybody, even the actors and actresses on the show, got really upset when they killed Carl because they were like, he was one of the central characters of like why all these other characters do what they do. Uh-huh. You know, like they're trying to like, you know, build a better world, so to speak, you know. And so they killed Carl, and basically everybody agreed that it was bad, because now, just the very next season, after this time skip, they've got Judith, who's Rick's slash Shane's daughter, Uh who's now like five or six, and now she's wearing the sheriff's hat. She's carrying Rick's gun. So it's almost like they killed Carl, and they're like, oh crap. So now we gotta do this time skip and just do it with... Judith instead. Quick, quick, undo it. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. We'll just give him a ponytail. No one will notice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, I just wish they'd have the courage. Actually, I think a better ending would just to be, like, have them being attacked by a horde and, like, they run into a building with, like, no way out and then just... That's just a, that's, Yeah, that's, that's true. That'd you don't be know. pretty good. You don't yeah. really know what happened. Yeah. You, I mean, you assume they died. But like, like well, well they could just be sitting on the roof or something and, and you know, like... Carl says to Rick, "Well, what now?" And Rick just like yeah. has a look on his face, yeah. like because I don't know. I mean, and and sort of like Daryl and uh, oh, what's her name? The, uh, the the sword girl, Michonne. Yeah, they sort of break the the mold of what the series originally set out for, yeah. which was sort of like an ultra realistic. Yeah, like anybody can die. Yeah, you know and. You know, anything can happen at any yeah. time. They sort of break the mold in that way. Yeah. And uh, that's something I, I, I've always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just I just wish they'd get back to the, you know, anything can happen. It's not going to have a happy ending. Yeah. You know, so that's why well, the perfect I ending think, to me would just be I kind of think that's why they killed Carl. They thought they were achieving that. They're like, well, this is going to be a big deal. We killed Carl. And it yeah. was a big deal, but it was the wrong big deal. Yeah. It was like... Well, like killing Michonne or Daryl would have had that same effect, but arguably they're not as important to the story, you know. So it's I don't know. Enough Walking Dead, I guess. Well, you got three Walking Dead movies on the way. Yeah, I'm actually kind of interested in them. Well, see, that's I what just I wish, mean. I just wish they had come sooner. It's going to allow them to take the story in new directions, which yeah. is interesting. It always seems like they make movies of things long after people stop caring. People are gonna like everybody's speculating. You know, will Rick go to the Commonwealth? Will that be like the first movie? I mean, look, be? At, look at the Simpsons movie. I mean, like that needed to come out <laughs> twenty, 20 years, ago. years ago. I mean, why do they do this? Speaking of movies, so Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, 
uh, recently said that he's working on a Breaking Bad movie. And this movie actually takes place after the end of the show. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? A little bit. Yeah, I watched the first season, but I never... How could you not finish that series? I don't know. something wrong with you. I really don't know. This this takes place after the end. I found it interesting, too. I don't know why I never stuck with it. And, see, I'm I'm a little worried about this one. Because that, like I said, that show has such, like, a perfectly structured story arc. It just, from start to finish, it was perfect. Like, And I'm really worried going back on it and trying to you know explain more basically it's going to take place as Jesse Jesse what happens to Jesse after the end of Breaking Bad and his ending was kind of open ended they left it as a very like it was a very liberating ending but it didn't tell you very much at all like you knew he was uh-huh. getting out he was safe he was alive but it didn't tell you what he was going to do and I, I thought it was perfect but now they're going to explain what he's doing. Is this a mistake? It could be. The only thing that gives me hope is that Vince Gilligan has not made a mistake yet. Like, everything he's done has been pure gold. So, I hope that if he's doing it, it's because he's really got something good to do with it. But I'm worried that it's going to be a mis- It's going to mess with that perfect mythos that they yeah. created. Which, you know, it's funny. I was re-watching Game of Thrones because I... I need my Game of Thrones fix. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was showing it to my dad. And it really occurred to me how much, you know, the series shifted when they were from when they were going based off of the books. Yeah, oh yeah. And then once once they hit that that moment where like they surpassed the Basically books, at the end of season four. The series completely shifts. Yeah. And like I never really realized it before this. It, it's like night and day when you watch it back. Yeah, back. and it really is it really is night and day because when it was going off of the books, the books are like, you know, like, it's sort of like The Walking Dead. Anything can happen. Yeah. You know, like, there are no superheroes. Yeah. Whatever. And then after they surpass the books, all of a sudden, here comes the superheroes. Here yeah, comes yeah. the, the obvious, obvious good guys, yeah. obvious bad yeah. guys. Yeah. You know, like, it really just... The first four seasons, there is so much gray. And yeah. But, like, like with, all char- the like gray with characters like Jamie... Tyrion, uh, John, like all their arcs, Daenerys, I can't stand Daenerys, but she's an obviously morally gray character. Yeah. And like you said, anything can happen to anybody. And those first four seasons are some of the best four seasons of television ever. In In a way, I sort of feel like I ruined the series re-watching it again like this. Well, actually, this isn't the first time I rewatched it. I don't know why. It just really never occurred to me before this most recent rewatch. Yeah. Just how much like the tone shifts, and it's it's not so much um, that they didn't have books because the uh, I see the fifth the fifth season they still had books, and for part of the sixth, it's that the uh, the books that those ones are based on get a lot murkier. Like that, it um, it's hard to describe without going into detail. But the books get a lot murkier, and there's some strange storytelling decisions. Yeah. The, the whole Dorn arc. Yeah. People didn't like it in the books. The show made it even worse. Oh, yeah. Um, the show is so bad. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible in the. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. There's, I, I almost feel like, the uh, what happened was the the showrunners for the first four seasons, like went through like elaborate detail to follow the books, <laughs> and then once you got to that like 
that like fifth season, they started like, yeah, we're not going to review the books this year. We're just going to go off memory and do what we want. You know, it's funny you mentioned the Dorn episode because her, you know, storyline. Total waste. I, I remember watching recently a YouTube video, and I'll, I won't go deep into it, but I just remember watching the YouTube video that was one of those like, well, well let's stop and think about what the story actually is here. And when he did that, like the entire Dorn arc just collapses. That's terrible. If you actually stop and think about the logic behind it all, well, just completely collapses. In and what, ma- what what bothers me even more about that is they got Jamie mixed up in that, which never happens in the books. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie in the books always maintains his like he doesn't care about his children. He feels no affection for them. Yeah, like he's he's not their father. Well, yeah. doesn't matter. And then in the show they tried to take this like detour where like all of a sudden he starts to develop a, a some level of and it, I could see why they tried to do it because they're trying to establish that Jamie does have a conscience. Yeah, but in the books it's done through so much better. And more consistent storytelling than, I mean, I, than just oh well now he cares about his daughter like it, it's so like such a lame like yeah. oh see he has a heart he likes his daughter see I wonder if if the question in the writers minds is can can a guy as bad as Jamie Lannister can they be redeemed same thing goes with like uh, the Hound well that know? is the whole question of his arc that's yeah. the whole point is when you're reading the first book. You don't get his point of view, so you get him skewering Ned Stark's soldier in the street. You get him being incest with his sister. You get him doing all these pretty throwing Bran out a window. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, once you start to get his point of view, you start to think a little different. And then by the time his hand gets cut off, you're definitely thinking different about him. And then once he gets back to King's Landing and gets rejected by Cersei, and he mm-hmm. starts to realize that. It really starts to snowball, and he starts to totally change his mind. But it's done in such masterful strokes. It's not just like, yeah. oh, I suddenly got to go save my daughter. Like, I don't. It just makes me sick. It, I love Jamie. Will we ever see any more masterful strokes? Though, we got six more episodes or, to find out. Or, no, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> or will the book ever come out? Yeah, yet? the books ever get finished? Yeah. Who knows. So, in this week's Who Asked for This, Austin Powers 4 is being teased. I absolutely despise this franchise, and I never hope to hear from it again. I used to really despise this, but this is another one that i just seen recently, and (sighs) it wasn't quite as bad as I remember being. I I don't want to ever hear that name again. (laughs) Who asked for it? Who asked for this? Here's the funny one. This one bugs me, because I'm a huge PUBG fan. Yes, I saw this one. All of a sudden, out of the blue, they did Suicide Squad yeah. crossover skins. And, and not why? Just, not just any Suicide Squad. The actual DC movie Suicide right. Squad. Joker and Harley Quinn. And and do you know how much the, the skins? Damaged do you know how much Joker. the skins cost? No. Twenty five bucks a piece. The damaged Joker that nobody liked. Yeah. Nobody asked for that. You know, I will say this. I liked his look. I honestly did. I did not like his performance. Yeah. I didn't like the writing. I yeah. didn't. I liked his look. I mean, I was indifferent to the look. I mean, I got what they were going for. Yeah. I understand why people hated it. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I thought it fit in the what they were. Trying I thought to it was create. better than doing like the old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, That's for sure, especially for the for the. And what they were they trying were to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually liked his look. It's 
the way they wrote the character, the way he acted it, I didn't enjoy it. But it's that. an extremely unpopular look and oh, take yeah. for the character. As and they put a skin though. for it in public. Yeah, and, and, and they it didn't cost have to. Two years after the movie yeah, came exactly. out. Two years. Exactly. Well, I, like when this came out, I was like, "This is like stereotypical PUBG." They're like years behind in their development. Yeah. Like, what are they doing? They've been working on it the entire time. Yeah, that's that's what uh, Kurt said. He's like, they've probably been working on this thing for two years and just finished it. Pouring all the they just like trying to fix all the they're bugs. pouring all the resources into it. And, yeah, uh, that's why it's twenty five dollars a pop. So what's coming out this week? A big week. So we've got Hitman two. We've got SNK 40th Anniversary Collection. What's in that one? Which one? SNK 40. I have no idea. You'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'm definitely looking that up. The Spyro Reignited Trilogy comes out with all of its controversial (laughs) forced downloads. For what anybody cares, I don't know. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the Forge DLC. Uh, When I say why anybody cares, I mean about the day one download. Yeah. Get used to it. Fallout 76 comes out. Civ 6 comes out on Switch. <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee comes out on Switch. And that's that's everything. So so Switch now has Civilization 6 and also um, City Skylines. Um, I I, I'm pretty sure that's more RTS games than a Nintendo any Nintendo console for the last ever. 64 had both, uh, had StarCraft and I think Warcraft 3. Oh, really? I oh, that's so. true. Yeah, they, no, they had StarCraft 64, that's for sure. I think they had a Command & Conquer game, too. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong. Okay, so that's, this is the most RTS game since the 64, I would be willing to buy. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Uh, so that's it. That's it for everything. It's are a really can, weird week. Are you, are you at all interested in Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee? I don't even know what it is. No, me neither. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally lost on this. I am interested in the Pokemon well, you, RPG. You know, I mean, you know, Pokemon Go. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> I, I feel like this name somehow really wasn't obvious enough. Pokemon Let's Go, Pokemon Go. What does it mean? Like I it's, don't get it's it. It's sort of like the Switch extension of Pokemon Go. The Why wouldn't game. you just play Pokemon Go though? Because they want to ease you into the Switch. So I'm not. They want to ease you into real. Why gaming. would I go get a Switch so I can play a game that I can already play on my phone? Yeah, but it's it's like it's like the next step. You know, I mean, like it's a three hundred dollars. Pokemon <laughs> Go is very basic. You know, I don't want a half step. I want the RPG, which yeah. I'm very interested. Well, that's coming. In. I am really. Year. I mean, this is this is like a step program. If they if they truly make a full fledged with like online play and stuff, I will buy a Switch. I'll go on record and say I'll buy it. <laughs> it's probably coming next year. Well, no, but they say it is. But like, will it truly be like a full fledged like? With online like you want an MMO RPG kind of almost, but not like that, like that would actually be kind of cool. I've wanted that since middle school. Yeah, I've wanted that. that that's all sort of on. the dream. I don't think we'll get no, a full MMO. no. But but I think if you get like shared world, but I think stuff maybe if you go into like the gyms, you might be able to. That's what I mean, like shared world and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's pretty much it for this week. It's a really weird week. A lot of strange news between XO18 disappointing and the BlizzCon aftermath. Yeah. I mean, um, really, it was a, it was actually a, not a very good week to show your video games. Yeah, it's kind of like a downer. It was, it was, yeah, it was a downer week. Back to back, not so good. Yeah. So yeah, enter our contests. Player.gg for the Call of Duty one and uh, Gleam.io for the for the case of balls, 
And uh, you can find all that stuff on God Mode Unlocked. Follow us on our social media on GodModeUnlocked.net. And uh, check back for new episodes every week. I don't know what else to say. Hopefully next week we've got some more. I mean, it's not that the news wasn't good, like, good discussion. Yeah, it's just it's like more kind positive of, news. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some more yeah. <laughs> things well, I mean, trending. I don't know what we're going to do because, I mean, the holidays are coming up and the yeah. news just dries up. Yeah, that's, like, that's true. But we've got some ideas for segments, like what's on your Christmas list. We'll have to do Game of yeah. the Year awards. Yeah, we'll have to come up with our own stuff. We'll have to actually have to entertain you people. Most anticipated games of 2019, like yeah. stuff like that. So we'll we'll get it out there. We'll we'll figure it out. So God, we're unlocked right. out. Episode 17. That's a wrap. Holy crap.